How's it going everyone? Welcome back to RF Talk where we talk about games, gadgets, and other geeky stuff from the Rainbow Files team. This is Chad, along with my fellow geeks and weebs, Alan and Luis. Hello Hi. sir. We are definitely online and talking not to, next to each other. Amazing. Yes, <laughs> we are like miles away from each other right now uh. and not... In a is that the English room? system I hear? <laughs> the wonders of technology. Yeah. No, wait. We are like thousands of mini robots standing side by side <laughs> no. to each other. Uh, Can you go stone throws? <laughs> At least stone throws. <laughs> so yeah, how's your week, boys? Uh, well, mine has been quite tiring. Like uh, I have been traveling a lot. I've actually been on a mountain, over the water, and uh, and in a swimming pool just just last night. Amazing. <laughs> How about so, you? So you had a vacation. <laughs> no, I wish I wish you could say it's a vacation. Yeah. It's like all work. Uh, yeah, kind of the same same thing actually. I mean, as you may have known, or people may have known, it's uh, the middle of the year. Summer is almost here, and what comes with summer is the return of many events, and with events comes work. So. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of preparation going on, um, lots of announcements that are about to be made, so y'all better watch out for it. And the, other than that, I have been playing The Sims 4 for some reason, <laughs> so that ate up my Saturday, to be honest. What Amazing. ate my working hours, like, recently was this, I haven't shut up about this yet, oh, yeah? <laughs> it's 13 Sentinels. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you're, you're working on the review. Uh, no, I released it. Oh, yeah, you released it. Okay, it was released. It was released recently, uh, and I loved it. I I want to talk about it so bad, but I, that means spoiling the story, and it's like the meat and bones of the entire thing, yeah. so I can't do it. Oh, well. Be- better for people to read it first. Yeah. Maybe read it or talk. play it. Or yeah, or play it. it. Yeah, play it. <laughs> Judge for yourselves. Yeah, I'm technically just doing my salaryman job, working, that's all. And then I'm playing, and I'll finally finish Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It's a fun thing. I mean, there's there's also an achievement I made this weekend, which is actually baked brownies that you guys ate. So oh yeah, <laughs> these are not house brownies. Really good. <laughs> they're not they're, ash. They're not house brownies. It is uh, really good. Yeah, uh, we totally did not eat it at one place. Alan totally sent it to us individually. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was packaged. <laughs> yeah. Wait, speaking of the like, games finished, I have I have to confess I have not yet finished Elden Ring. <laughs> I haven't finished uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, Chad finished Elden Ring. And, you know, we did a little challenge. When Alan did a little challenge earlier where he tried to kill Marjit using a torch. Just torch. <laughs> just torch. He managed to get him down to, like, 30%, though, before, like, he just ran out of flask and died. And time. I, and like, time, too, yeah. I, so. I could bash my head against that wall uh, un- until I win. And But uh, we actually have to do work and record. So. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> so... And and uh, the brownies ran out, so they actually could start talking again. Yeah. So, <laughs> as you're here right now, we're actually on Spotify, and be sure to check out our previous episodes on our same channel. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's All right. And yeah, since Alan mentioned about Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Dream, I think it's a good thing we can actually talk about mecha games. Like we haven't do an episode about mecha games. You, you know, that's actually a weird thing that just didn't like. Okay, we. Are, uh, we're a site that mainly focuses on anime and mecha stuff. And I don't think we've actually had a, a mecha-centric podcast. Despite yeah, us yeah. running this for, like, uh, how long? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we haven't yet. Like, we all build gun plus. We all collect. We all love anything that has robots in it. But this is the first time talking about anything related to mecha. Okay. So, I think we did talk yeah. about gun plus, but we talked yeah. about... 
Like we talked about how terrible we are at doing. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're bad at that, building, that. and we yeah, decided building. to just buy built. <laughs> we bought it. But we're we're plebs basically. Like, 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 like this <laughs> shameful stack of boxes you have back here, Chad. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't know what's that. Wait, uh, maybe it's for sale. Wait, I don't how, know. How, how would you know that Chad has a shameful stack of boxes? I, 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 it's I, not like we're in Chad's <laughs> place right now. No, no, I, I just I, I just have surveillance all over. The place. Oh, okay. I have to file a complaint on random people just barging in my home. <laughs> I don't know. Smartest people. <laughs> all right, so games. Uh, man, I, I think Mecha Games definitely started on PS One for me. Uh. Mm-hmm. And this is the age where you kind of just go to a mall and people sell you CDs. Like they're they're ma- I don't know if they're legal. <laughs> so, but I, like you just buy anything. You don't know any better. You put it into PS One. And one of the games I bought had a crane arm on a robot. Like, what's this about? Is it about construction? And mm-hmm. uh, the title was Lightning Slash Votoms. Oh, okay. And that turned out to be one of the most seinen things ever nice. when, I, when i finally researched it when i got older uh basically it's it's you could think of it as uh federation versus zeon like the first version but instead of having vernier uh everybody is on like roller skates mm. like motorized roller skates i guess like front mission like, yeah, because like votoms is like very yeah, kind of well grounded compared to yeah the anime armored trooper votoms yeah yeah that's the yeah, anime it's, it's based, based on, based on like, lightning slash is like the, you you uh it's like uh a new story just it's a spin-off story based from based that scene. he uses lightning <gasps> no. wow. wait before we like dive deeper into this let's just set some ground rules at the like what do we uh Define? define as a meta game. How of course, you, it has to have robots. How do you classify mecha games? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, one, it has to have robots. All right, I, why don't we have Chad's at the, the rule? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, first, it has a mech on your cover art. <laughs> okay, that's, that's one. <laughs> of course, you have to pilot the mech, so that's the count. Like, you have to pilot a robot either... You're in the cockpit or remote controlled or whatever, or you oh, yeah. just fuse with the machine as long as you actually control a robot. Okay. Either okay. multiple machines or just solo. So anything like RPG, action game, shooters, as long as that's it follows that kind of criteria. We could say it's a mecha game. Oh, yeah, there you go. So yeah, that's it. So everything, so it has robots on it. You use or pilot the robot as a human being, either like you ride it like in Gundam or whatever, mm-hmm. and or you uh, control it via remote control. And yeah, it has to be the main like gameplay element to the game itself. So does Transformers yeah. count as a mega game? I guess mm. maybe it. It's robot. Wait, wait. Robot. You, 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 you did say that it. If it combines humans and robots one way or another. Or maybe it could be like a sentient being. Like yeah, there you go. It could be broader. So yeah, anything robots that you okay, can control uh, in the game. If, if Transformers the Robot Masters is a mm. game, then yes. There you go. <laughs> so we'll count that on our discussion. On. Okay, to make, to make things easier, it's either you play in a robot or you are the robot. There you go. Or, okay, it, it's, are we going to say that it's the robot aesthetic that... Uh, separates the the mecha games from the games that are not mecha-esque. 
Is that how it is? Uh, we don't count anything that's like an exosuit or something. It doesn't count like as a robot. It's yeah. like an armor. At, at least for this podcast. Yeah, for this discussion. <laughs> at least for this discussion. Yeah. Because if we do, then yeah, I'm gonna ask again. Is Metal Gear Revengeance a mecha game? No, it's not. No. <laughs> I mean, that, that's gonna, you're, then you're gonna turn Nier Automata into a mecha game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's not. So yeah, there you go. Ground rules are set. Is Shider a mecha series? <laughs> are we, oh, man. Are we, <laughs> no, no. Wait! Is Japanese Spider-Man a mecha series? He has a robot. <laughs> yeah, he does have a giant a robot. robot but he does ride it. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's Tokusatsu. Is it focus on the mechs? <laughs> is it? Is it? it, is it? Well, it? it has a good... It, it doesn't focus solely on the mech, but it has a good focus on the mech. I mean, you, you, we can kind of... It kind of goes that way. Like, uh, early Tokusatsu... Was like a smorgasbord of all sorts of things. And yeah, it's, uh, it has a requirement. Like it's, it's a lawless waste. Do headmasters transformers count as mecha? Because the heads are you know piloted. piloted. Yeah, they're being pil- yeah. It's it's a mecha within a mecha. Something. Anyway, we're we're getting off track. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah first ground mech. rules are set. There all right, so that, are set. those are the rules. So what are first mecha games that we played in our you know entire lifetime? Uh, okay, I already mentioned mine. So why don't you go ahead, Lewis? Uh, mine. Okay, I, okay. I have to admit, I really, pl- I haven't really played a lot of mecha games, but I did play Front Mission back in the PlayStation One. Look at this man, uh, which is doing mecha articles, but doesn't play. Mecha games. <laughs> hey, I focus <laughs> on like the kits and the collectible stuff, but uh, speaking of which, I need to make a new mecha. Admittedly, there's stuff. not really a lot of mecha games after uh, PS2 era. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of stuck with like the PS One. Like, or perhaps most of them are PS2. Japanese exclusive that we don't get a chance to experience local in a localized form. Yeah, because PS Three had Armored Core, but you know it got largely stuck in Japan. But uh, yeah, going back, I did play Front Mission again. It's a classic. Uh, Square Enix were still waiting for a remake, although it's coming. Uh, and but but maybe perhaps a new major game out of that IP. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get one. But yeah, Front Mission, it's, a, it's an RPG mecha game where you get to pilot the uh, different robots. It's um, kind of within the real robot uh, aesthetic in terms of how the uh, elements of the game is. So real robots, uh, it's, it's more towards Votoms. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it's, you know, you're not flying around like in a Gundam or something. I mean, Gundam is still real robot, yes, because it kind of references... Uh, real life technology but there's a bit of there's still a lot more fantasy in there because it's outer space and then they fly around and stuff I mean I would have to say that Gundam will have to it's based on real things depending on the letters you attach to the Gundam oh yeah it says UC (laughs) probably you're correct but if it's G or upside down A maybe not so much maybe not so much (laughs) oh Gundam Oh, yeah, uh, Round Vision, I would say, is more closely, m- more closer to Votoms in terms of, like, the technology. It's pretty grounded. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a very militar, um, militaristic-style story in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's a turn-based RPG. So, it, it's fun. Not a lot of, you know, it, it is, it's a common thing that we used to say when we were, like, kids playing these games. Like, yeah, RPGs have a lot of dialogue into it. Yeah, because it's supposed to tell a story. It's not all that hack and slash. But uh, yeah, things that I love about it, aside from how it's like very grounded, is of course you can like upgrade parts, you can capture enemy uh-huh. robots and stuff. Uh-huh. One thing that we really love to do 
is we kind of try to focus on uh, trying to upgrade the uh, pilot kill stat so oh. we can steal mechas from enemies and then scrap their parts for upgrades and then stuff like that. Oh, that's a very real thing you can do in the in front mission. I mm-hmm. I I I remember playing some of it, some at least two games of front mission and uh, that was one of the things we love to do. Like, uh, we want to get into the pilot so we can steal their robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the sake of getting more money. Yeah, and uh, getting more parts. More parts. That's it's the customization. That's kind of one of the attractive parts about um, mecha games. I mean, it kind of blew my mind that the RPG had, like, part damage. This is uh, very yeah. early on. So you could strategize on how... You're gonna. Oh, I need to blow off your arm so you can't use your shotgun anymore or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Or you know, take off the head, lowers your accuracy. Take off the legs. You can't. Yeah. You can't move. You're stuck in there forever. Take the body and it's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's uh, one of my first ones. Uh, how about you, Chad? Okay, I went uh, getting experience in Mega Games way early, like before PlayStation era. Mm-hmm. Something more of a straightforward action shooter game uh, on the Famicom. I had this... Actually, there's two games, and I'm not sure we could count this as a mecha game. But one is, of course, the Macross. Um, is that the Gradius Macross? Yeah, the Gradius thingy Macross where you could transform into like your Jerwalk, your Valkyrie, oh, your, your machine oh, or <laughs> like your fighter. Like... Like, my brothers, uh, we so we would, like, run over to a neighbor's house who had a Famicom, and they, and that was one of the things we played. And they made fun of me because they couldn't figure out how to do the transformations. <laughs> I was like, I was like, like Alan, you, you don't know how to press the, the button? What what button? I keep, I keep doing the fire. All right, why is it, why does it have legs? Why is it, why is it slow? Bata-bata, di marunong transform Wait, I think I played this game briefly, but yeah, very briefly. I can I can vaguely remember. And then like its only music track was uh, I think from Lin Min May's song in the Do You Remember Love? Uh, it's the thing that goes Shao Pai Lo. Yeah, Shao Pai Lo. That one. And then it loops all the time and then <laughs> the you're only going song into Well it's a Famicom. Yeah, it's so, an yeah. game. Oh yeah. well yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one another a Famicom game and it's uh, the Transformers. But you get to play as Ultra Magnus. And it's an ultra hard game, like <laughs> it doesn't have any connections with the Transformers movie. Okay. Like it's just a random platforming game and you have to complete levels by going to path A to path B mm-hmm. without getting killed because one hit and you're dead. Okay, so that's so, typical for like old school Famicoms. Yeah. <laughs> and those were the early games that I remembered playing and yeah, they're really hard because the way they were designed, like, it's just, you know, quick cash money. So, they just program this and that, and then it's good. Oof, they're now yeah, on the shelves. It's yeah. shovelware. It's like, Famicom was famous for, like, having the 99-in-1 cartridge, where, yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's like, eight to nine games are the same thing, but yeah, just different titles. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, to be fair with the Macross uh, game, uh, especially with the horizontal shooter format, they carried that design in their future games, like uh, what's the other one? This mission, uh, the one on the PS One. Uh, sorry, I forgot what this Macross game is. It's still the side-scrolling game, but same. It's still the same setting with the Do You Remember Love movie, but mm-hmm. it's more. Uh, you can say this 
more high uh, detailed like voiceovers and then there's so like opening scenes so it's a remake or a remaster or? um i think it's a completely new game i think vf vx1 something vfx1 vfx1 oh. I'm, not, I'm not sure because there's like the vx vfx1 more of a flight sim mm-hmm. okay okay well I, I, I didn't know just, that existed. I think they're just spinning it off from the original Famicom yeah. thing. Yeah, I probably. forgot the name. And then I think they released it also again on the Game Boy Advance and then under the uh, Robotech lineup of branding. And then we've seen a re-release of, these, of the same game, Game Boy Advance game, on the Switch. Oh, okay. It's on Switch. Nice. Yeah, and it's still under the Robotech uh, branding. So, I'm not sure. <laughs> Although, well, yeah, it's still a fun <laughs> game, but it's nothing really unique that changed from the original. Mm-hmm. I guess if you have like 20 bucks to spare or maybe 10 bucks to spare, uh, uh-huh. I guess yeah, you can get cool. one. Also, down with Robotech, macros pa rin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> so as you mentioned before like there's the whole customization thing going on with mecha games and that's and that kind of awakens your lego brain right you're like what 10 years old something like that and uh putting things together and they work oh man that, that I, I love it i love it yeah so, I think that's like the recurring part for any mecha games like the customization factor where you could upgrade any limbs or maybe customize it, change the colors, add decals, yeah. or, you know, just mm-hmm. blatantly make one from scratch. Yeah, that, that, like I said, the Lego brain in, in our heads. Or yeah. just or, or this neuron activation. I can put things together and we do different things. <laughs> and then why is it overweighted? Oh. <laughs> like because, be, because we don't care about the stats. We just need to look at why the, can't, Oh, this looks so Why good. can't I fly? Yeah. <laughs> Then like, why is my damage so low? <laughs> <laughs> so the game I'm g- was going to is Project Phantasma, mm-hmm. right? Because Armored uh, Core, yeah, Armored Core Project Phantasma, where on the lid it said, oh, oh billions of possible combinations. We know that's not true, but <laughs> but they have like even different types of legs and all. So uh, the missions are kind of not that interesting. Uh, they're gener- generally they destroy things quickly as you can yeah. missions, right? But the interesting part was the customization to the point that you're customizing the color, customizing the how the style you want. But since my brother and you know this is the age of a uh, of split screen action. Oh god, yeah. yeah Back like in my day, forty inch flat screen TV yeah. with split screen. Don't look at my it's screen. <laughs> Don't look at yours. yours. <laughs> so uh, we, my brother and I, we would uh, like compete in what kind of design you could make first. It was like, of course you're going to make the best badass robot you can make with the biggest guns. And we just, and we ended up having similar builds. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's try to make our version of the other games that we were into. So, uh, at that time, you we were also into StarCraft. Like, hey, you want to make a Dragoon? Yeah, oh, okay. Dragoon's going to be cool. Yeah, let's make a Dragoon and then my Dragoon will fight your Dragoon and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he got pissed when, I, when we got to the Zealot. For mm-hmm. from from for the Protoss, because I put in the Wafinger, as <laughs> and and in Project Phantasma, the uh, Wafinger is basically five machine guns that have the same damage as a normal machine gun per shot. So that's times five. That's the finger gun, right? Yeah, yeah. that's the finger gun. <laughs> Why it, would you? I mean, I, I 
Alan Azilot is supposed to be a melee character. No. Why did you have a machine gun? No, Waffinger is a short range weapon. Okay, yeah, yeah, but it's still a range weapon. But it's it, not it, a melee it, weapon. I'm, it's melee-ish. He had he had beams beam swords. I, mean, I, I had um. It's uh, finger guns. Finger. <laughs> <laughs> so, like so, so uh, you know, he would kill me maybe in like ten slashes. I kill him in like two seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, but, because he um, just like fired. Both gunmen approach five me. times the damage <laughs> with every but, shot. But yeah, the, the fact that Project Phantasma was allowed us to like really imagine uh, what we could do with it, and th- there were the rules like overweight, blah blah blah, and uh, nobody we couldn't afford a game card because we were, like the kids mm-hmm. because. Project Phantasma had that, right? They had, like, the cheat codes where, oh, you can move while your back weapon is on. Like, what? How'd you do that? And uh, Wait, they have cheat codes? Yeah, they were, yeah they were, for, they're, like, the old Or was it for the Game, game Shark? Shark? I think thing. it's... Uh, because uh, in Arena mode, you'd notice that the some one the higher-level enemies, they can do things you shouldn't be able to do. Yeah, like one with the range beam. Yeah, the, like the moonlight beam sword. Moonlight beam, they could spam it to they you. Sp- and Yeah, and it's it destroys you in two hits. Yeah, I remember that. Like the uh, the rank one uh, arm AC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, what, and the, the, it was just annoying. We made up builds just to, the, just to deal with that. or we just, Oh, uh, I dealt with two finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The, the, uh, we tried to figure those things out, but... Uh, in general, it was pretty fun because that was the first time I really thought about like the parts, the engine, the FCS. The what's an FCS? I didn't know. I know it lets you lock onto things, but it sounds okay. cool. So, <laughs> if it's a robot, it has to have missiles. Like those, these were our philosophical arguments with my brother. Like, no, I like lasers. No, no. If you are going to make a robot, it has to have a machine gun and a missile pack. No, I want a laser and I want a beam saber. Like and and like this and. That's that was one of the the things that we like our high IQ battles became. <laughs> so and that's uh, later on he became the guy that like heavy arms and I like, took Gundam Wing when Gundam Wing was a thing. I was yeah I was kind of expecting <laughs> he would take heavy <laughs> arms. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, a quick mention. Alan did mention Game Shark. So for context, for our younger listeners, um, <laughs> back in the day we didn't. Yeah, input in cheat codes or use software like Cheat Engine. We have to actually buy the cheat program. It's called Game Shark. And uh, oh, back in my day, we used Game Genie. Yeah, Game Genie. You, you young kids and your cheat engines and cheat codes. Back in the day, we have to really actually buy it. You, and um, each not all of the games are supported. From from what I know, there are certain games that are just supported by Game yeah. Shark and the uh, Game Genie. It's it's basically a hack. Uh, in, yeah, uh, hack memory card or something. Yeah, yeah it's something like that. Like in the modern days, it's like the hardware version of your cheat engine. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But, but like the cheats are already already in there, so you can't change them. Yeah, if if you wanna have cheats for another games, you have to buy the Game Shark thing. Uh, we, but we had our own game. way of having our own cheat engine. You know, it's called a notebook. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. Where you write the cheat codes in the, on it for well, every game. In some games they had this built-in cheat codes, but nowadays it's DLC. Okay. <laughs> that is DLC or microtransactions. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spend, <laughs> the ultimate cheat code. Yeah, Spend hundred bucks to be stronger. <laughs> Amazing, the wonders of technology. All right, wow. round two. Lewis, let's go. Round two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go like a little bit more modern with this pick. Uh, 
I, I did play it back in like the 2010s. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure if my data, my like timeline is correct. So it's an it's an MMORPG called X Steel. Um, I for, uh, the idea is pretty basic. You pick robots, you brawl with them in 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 arena style gameplay. You can either go melee or go range, and there are like various like types or builds that you can do. You can go with the uh, typical run and gun. Or you could go with the heavy, you know, big bazooka using ones. Uh, I was able to play the beta test for it. Again, it's an MMO. So it's a massively multiplayer online game. And uh, the beta did allow for a lot of customization options. So you get your base naked exo uh, skeletons mecha. Okay. And then you just upgrade or buy parts along the way. And you can really customize... Not just how it looks, but of course how the stats would be. You could go optimal all you want, or you could just you know, yeah, this my robot looks cool and that's good enough for me. Okay, wait, is this like is this like a reskin Ragnarok online deal where you're you know you you you're working your way from fighting level one crabs to fighting level no, one no, no. crabs? No, um, no, no. It's purely it, it, there's no com- yeah, there's uh, no grind. It's pure combat, like. You you cu- pick your robot, customize it, and you you queue into a game mode, and then, uh, it could be it's kind of like an arena shooter, so it's more or less like Overwatch but in third person. Oh okay okay. But you use mechs. That's how it is. It's chaotic. It's fun. It's kind of fast paced. Uh, the the thing is, so we were expecting to play it after it got officially launched. But you know how like beta tests for MMOs work, right? Where they like really shower you with a lot of gifts and give you access to a lot of this the good stuff. Yeah. And then once the game they came out, on it, yeah. yeah, they get, yeah. get you hooked on it. And like once the game came out, and then the, it turns out that like the parts were like really really expensive, <laughs> or mm. it takes a good you know um, while bef- to to grind them out. So uh, if you're if you want to go the full free to play route. Good luck. If you can shell out for it, then you're automatically one of the best players in the game, which is kind of oh, sad. Oh, it's pay to win. Ah, that's yeah, yeah. That... It, it it had that feel to it because like some players can just you know I mean even up at the now some players can just pay for the gr- good stuff from the get go, mm-hmm. while others have to like really grind it out and stuff like that. Oh. So yeah, after yeah. after it got launched, we just kind of gave up on it and went back to playing Dota. <laughs> no. So... Yeah, no, the curse, the curse, the curse. It was, it was it was pretty promising when it was um when we were playing it on beta. It was it was hella fun, uh-huh. and yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. You can either go full melee, just you know, uh, slice everyone using your beam sword. You could go run and gun with your assault rifles and your submachine guns, which are of course for mechs. Mm-hmm. Or you can just stay afar and just you know shoot people with either snipers or heavy weapons like lasers and bazookas. And of course, you can fly around. I mean, it's a mecha game. And uh, you can glide around. So, the, yeah, after that, again, after it launched, uh, it had a very play-to-win, like, model. So, we just gave up on it. Um, yeah. Sad, sad story. Sad story. Uh, yeah, anyway, let's go to... Uh, how about you, Chad? See the ne- next mecha oh. game that you play. Other mecha games that you played, rather. Well, after jumping to the PlayStation, of course, the one game that played, uh, especially the RPG that I played, that I enjoyed mo- the most, aside from Final Fantasy VII and Breath of Fire, is Xenogears. Ooh. And at that time, I think like, I'm around like 12 years old, 13 years old. I'm still not really that aware with the depth of the story, like high super religious thingy. 
uh, supernatural or you know Evangelion type of you know storytelling level. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that really make me enjoy it is the super robot tropes or. If you watch the Gundam G series, like you probably appreciate uh, Xenogears combat system, where it's mostly on martial arts, doing combos to unlock special moves, and it could apply on your mechs or your gears, and that's one of the fun parts. And when you're used with the real robot scene at that time, uh, it's a refreshing take on how they approach the mecha scene, uh, the mecha game here, and it most. Uh, most likely, these are also fans. Uh, Square Squaresoft at the time were fans of the mecha series or the mecha genre. That you could see some tropes that they applied, like transforming, you know, super robots like uh, Voltus Five or Voltron, and then they have like the super forms, all the ultimate forms, like for the Xenogears from your usual Gundam series, like their upgraded forms. Uh-huh. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff uh, were heavily inspired with. Your usual mecha, uh, mecha genre. So that's one game that I really appreciated and really enjoyed. Although I'm still a bit disappointed with this two <laughs> progress. <laughs> like I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, how do you call this? Being uh, budget being reduced or limited oh. that made uh, or probably rushed some sort of uh, experience. Like you had a really pumped up uh, story progression on this one and then suddenly on this two is more of like it turned into a budget light novel approach where they explain the narrative a lot of uh, expected cut content like they could have you know added more budget to it so I'm hoping that they would launch a remaster for this that they could finally fix this the second disc adding a proper content like how they did with Saga Frontier uh, like last year mm-hmm. and even like their upcoming Date Alive Live Alive I'm sorry Live Alive game that is a like a Saga Frontier kind of game but it's only exclusive in Japan now it's being released worldwide and they give it a really massive makeover that it's more familiar more similar to Octopath Traveler now like HD 2D aesthetics and probably some updated uh, dialogues and probably additional content. So hopefully they could do that. Maybe uh, Monolith Soft, the guys behind Xenogears after uh, uh, the company that was formed after they left Squaresoft. Maybe they could do something, but yeah. And also aside from that, I play with Armored Core as well, like with Alan. Uh, and told a lot of stories about the BVP, uh, the, the tournament aspect. Like where you could compete with other uh, AC mechs mm. in a ladder approach, like beat this rank. Uh, if you're rank 100, you have to beat rank 99, and then onward and so far, so forth. And then some of the other games. Uh, a few years later, I guess during my intern years in college, I managed to experience Gundam, the Gundam versus games, with Gundam versus Gundam on the PSP. Like, that's my first experience with the fighting game, or maybe fighting game genre of the Gundam series. It's a fighting, it's like, I think it's more like a fighting arena. Yeah, fighting arena. Yeah, it's arena fighter, but with Gundams. Yeah. yeah, and I think at that time, they also have, were they also having tag team? I think the tag team aspect was, oh yeah, you can also have a tag team aspect in Gundam vs. Gundam. Like, you could fix uh, two on two, two. I think that's a, a standard format now. 
Mm-hmm. And you get to play with it at different Gundams from different franchise. And it's kind of fun. And I could play it with other friends who have the copy on PSP. So like an ad hoc session. Yeah, a lot of fun times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those were like my early stuff on my mecha games. Ad hoc. Yeah, that's like... Old school classic things. Classic old school game connectivity. Also, um, I just have to mention this story. Live Alive is the mecha game. Date A Live is something else. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about No, it. Live Alive is the JRPG from Square Enix. And yeah, quick trivia. Before Square Enix came to be, it was originally Squaresoft. Who made like many of the classic stuff that we know today? Um, Final Fantasy is one. Did uh, yeah, Armored? No, Armored Core no, is no, from Armored software. Is, is, is from software. The, yeah. the, the Dark Souls guys. Uh, Front Mission. Yeah, that's that's Front Mission. You mentioned Front Mission too. I played uh, three and four, mm-hmm. right? and uh, I kind of have not 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 much to add from there. From what you mentioned, aside from the fact that oh, in Front Mission Three, you make one choice and you play a completely different storyline. Kind of <laughs> that that blew my mind. That blew that made me play the game twice. My goodness. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they also played uh, Front Mission Three at the time. Uh, the problem is, uh, since we're playing pirated copies, the copy I got had an issue with one of the stories. So mm-hmm. there will be one aspect where it would hang and I would be able to progress. <laughs> Oh, oh that, sucks. that sucks. But yeah, that, that was pretty common, like talking about pirated copies. And, you know, we have to admit that we kind of did. Because, like, back in the day, it's really hard to find original copies of console games, specifically uh, PlayStation 1 games here in the Philippines. I mean, we didn't know that Data Blitz, ex- Data Blitz? Yeah, Data Blitz didn't exist until. Yeah, yeah, so and so. So and so. Yeah. So right, so we right. have to buy our games from like the shady man on the street who has a I bunch of the, CDs. What was the, I think one was one of the earlier game, uh, earlier shops before. I can't remember the name. Ah, uh, Circuit City. Yeah, that's one oh, of yeah. the early game shops. But mm-hmm. yeah, of course, uh, due to test of time, they eventually gave in. Yeah. I didn't even know Circuit City existed. Oh really? I mean, yeah. No, I don't like Astrovision. <laughs> maybe yeah, Astrovision has, but doesn't have much of the and library. I think, I think the the your your uh your best chance to find like original copies of games uh were toy stores like uh Toy Kingdom or something. Oh, before I think Toy Kingdom. Or... Yeah, they didn't carry games. Before. They don't carry oh, it no. much. They yeah, even yeah. carried pirated games. Yeah, because time. like again, um, if. if I don't know if I'm correct, but we di- we didn't really have a lot of official distributors for games. We don't have that much. Yeah, e- here in the country. That's why the, the way that we get our games is, you know, again, we buy it from the Shady Man in the Street who got the copy from somewhere, and it's basically pirated. And uh, there was also the thing with the PS1 before where um, you also had to kind of mod the PlayStation for it to read or play pirated yeah. games. As I remember SM... Uh, appliance has a bundle for playstations like you could get a ps1 version mm-hmm. and then uh they will have it oh, it's I already remember. pre-modified and then yeah, you yeah, have yeah, a bundle yeah, yeah. i remember that like they take they, 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 they changed the lens mod, or modded, something it's modded no, they they they, they, they sold some stuff yeah, on the chip stuff on it just so, so so it would read you know um it doesn't check for a certain yeah, so yeah. check for basically it's the same as how the games right now check for what's called uh drm 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly DRM. And and it was just, not, it wasn't DRM before, from what I know. The early chips was to swap the disc after it lose the PlayStation logo, but it's a hit or miss. But yeah, yeah in the early years, uh, only few sell uh, the original copies. Like only very few uh, specialty game stores. Like you could see some before in Harrison Plaza or maybe on some like in the Green Hills before. But you have to remember that they are selling it at full price tag, uh, full retail price tag, like fifty bucks. Yeah, so and fifty bucks thousands was and thousands like around. No, it's like four or five or something. Yeah, so around four or five in some cases. And we're like we're like students that have like two hundred pesos lunch money or barely something. even yeah. two hundred <laughs> pesos sometimes. So you you, you <laughs> wanna you buy you wanna buy original you're gonna, you're gonna have to like starve for maybe a month <laughs> or two. Yeah, yeah or, or, probably, or you're born loaded already for yeah. you to buy an original game. If you have relatives abroad, then you're lucky. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, we yeah we got the sidetracked a bit. Um, more mega games, Alan. Mega okay. game. All right. Uh, since you mentioned from yeah, maybe we could actually uh, talk about like your all-time favorite. Uh, oh yeah, there you game, go. All mega time favorite games. games all right. So um uh, kind of unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, there I actually, go. I actually. <laughs> Enjoyed Federation versus Zeon, a lot, a lot more than any of the Gundam versus Gundam things because that's where Gundam versus Gundam came, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was Fedi versus Zeon, and then they they advance the system. You can boost more. There's more models, more units you can fight with. It's uh, objectively a better game, but I like Fedi versus Zeon a lot more because the Gundam felt like you're fi- fighting a Gundam, you know? Because uh, I. I would. I love to play the grunt units. I love playing the the, the Zaku two, and Dom stuff like that. And uh, it the grunts. T- it takes forever to kill a Gundam. <laughs> it took forever to do. Yeah, and it felt consistent. And on the PS two, there was a campaign mode where you actually have a hangar. You have all your reserve units. You can upgrade them. All that. It had a very nice RPG feel to it. In Gundam vs Gundam, it felt more like there's a you know. A, I will wait for you to shoot so I can dodge and shoot you back. And and uh, I, yeah. maybe it's different now. I, I I never played it competitively, but that's how it felt like when I was trying to play it as uh, as casually as I can. And uh, but yeah, Gundam versus uh, Federation versus Zeon kind of got me into Gundam. And uh, disclaimer, I actually don't watch a lot of Gundam. It, most of what I know is from games, right? <laughs> it's just from the games, and I played a lot of Gundam games. Uh, from PS1 to PS2, PSP, uh, and now even Battle Operation on PS5, which is like an old, old game I got. Like, anyway, uh, I guess my all-time favorite for PS2 age is gotta be like Kojima's Zone of the Enders 2. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah. It's a game that, like you guys mentioned games that would like uh, eat hours upon hours upon hours of your time because... Uh, it's a long RPG, it's a long mm-hmm. story, there's a lot of big grind out of it. But Zone of the Enders 2 was the game that I first finished within like 12 hours. Uh, of course, that's not in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point I could finish it in 3 hours. But I probably finished it like eight, seven, eight times. Because the it's so... Okay, one, the soundtrack is so weird. It's my first encounter with techno are they speaking japanese or english i don't know <laughs> like beyond the bounce like that that soundtrack like what is this it's so interesting and my brother was like alan your your the taste your tasting music is getting very weird very fast <laughs> i am worried <laughs> so, 
and the and this is the first game I dealt with that flying is like freestyle. You're floating all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, the all the effects, all the lasers. Like this is my one of my first PS2 games, and I, my mind is blown, right? And uh, like, do you remember fighting the mosquito things? Can, Can't it, like I can't remember. <laughs> Okay, mosquitoes are tiny planes. Burger. Yeah, tiny, tiny planes. Uh, and ideally, you shoot them, right? You From a distance, so you don't have oh, to yeah. do... What I did is I ran in there and I started slashing. Because... Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, because lizard, why not? It, it felt good with my lizard brain, right? <laughs> like, you slash things. Things explode. Man, it feels good. So And they were like, Alan, what's, what, what's happening in the game? I don't know, but I like it. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing I'm something. Winning. I'm winning. That's that's what's happening. I'm winning. I'm, I'm winning. winning. I'm winning. I press button, things explode. <laughs> Doesn't look much, but I'm winning. I'm winning. That's it. But but the reason I uh I think the reason I got really into Zone of the Enders because uh, my other friends would like say, hey, you know, you can do that mission and nobody dies. Like oh. uh, there's this kind of war scene there where uh, you're trying to support all these guys, like all these low tech uh, units. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can actually go through the mission and that mission, and nobody dies. It's just it's and that kind of a game. What I can do that? <laughs> like, how? And uh, I kind of had this um, uh, reputation for being the the ultimate masher in <laughs> within the friend group that I would break controllers. So they they are shocked at how fast I could like fly that thing because that's how you fly in Zone of the Enders too. Mm-hmm. You mash R two, so mm-hmm. top speed, get out of there, and uh, uh, just. Do all the challenges. I was I was hunting achievements, and achievements weren't a thing yet. I just want I, I don't want anyone to die. Like all that, and uh, uh, it's just that instead of like uh, customization in Zone of the Enders, it's more of creativity in what you can do. There's like a hundred. No, it's not a hundred. It's like maybe ten. There are ten weapons you can use in Zone of the Enders too, and you can just uh, fight everything in whatever you want. Everybody would go with laser beams. I would go with mines. Or mm-hmm. uh, the 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 uh, there's there's a diversion where you make an illusion so you're basically a ninja you like Whoa. you, you me your shit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Zone of the Enders two amazing track voice acting was great story was something I could follow and uh, uh, like just the fact that you can do so much with so little and you could finish the game in three hours and. There's so much really replayability. I, I I was hooked. I was hooked on that thing mm-hmm. so much. Pump it into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, with with Kojima pretty much done with that stranding. Perhaps we could get another uh, Zone of the Enders game. Who owns the license, right? Konami. Konami. Oh, we'll just make a new, uh, you know, okay. <laughs> spiritual successor. Like it's a, yeah, it's a thing yeah, yeah, with that's, developers. That's, a, that's one way to do it. And uh, yeah, a lot of people know Kojima from Metal Gear. Yeah, but uh, before that, he had Zone of the Enders. So. No, like aside from Metal Gear, uh, Kojima is. If you look at his game lineup, he actually likes to end his games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't expect any more Zone of the Enders from him. Uh, but or maybe there maybe there be there could be a spiritual successor, but it's yeah. gonna be a completely different game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm happy with where it, with where it is. Like I have seen, uh, companies pull IPs out of the out of the grave and and just. Just disrespect it so much that it hurt. It hurt me inside. Well, I mean, just create a completely different Zoe. 
Yeah, that's that, that that would also work. And uh, yeah, we we given how Konami has been doing things, we don't want them to pull Zone of the Enders out of the grave anymore. <laughs> don't um, disturb its sleep. Don't disturb its sleep. Let it you know. Let Zone it of rest. the Enders survive. Let it rest. They <laughs> could they could probably release a remaster again. Like they, did, they? they did that on PS3 and then 4, I yeah. think. Oh, okay. so, so there you go. But, but you know, maybe that, that, that would be the best thing that they would do. It's also Just available don't... on PC, right? Is it? Is yeah. it now? I well, think it has. I'm going to check Steam. Steam later. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to check because I would buy it. <laughs> I'm going to finally, like, hopefully experience it if, if they do. And, um, you know, Anna did mention, you know, uh, Gundam, even Chad mentioned the Gundam Versus. And Gundam Versus is a, is a long line of games. Yeah. To be honest. Like, what is the, I think um, the most ridiculous uh, Gundam, uh, Gundam Versus title uh, was Gundam Versus Maxib Boost Full on no full boost full, full boost full boost yeah full boost it, it, it's not like it's like three sentences it's, it's like a light novel right <laughs> it's on, on the title like i forgot the full the full term you but mean, it's like no you mean like it's like a street fighter game <laughs> <laughs> ultra uh, super uh, turbo world warrior uh, <laughs> gundam extreme versus full boost maxi boost something yeah overcharge i don't know uh, like <laughs> Can they just put a number on it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, two point five. <laughs> two point five. Yeah, it probably was two point five. Of uh, but yeah, but but I did play a a a Gundam versus game. I think it was uh Extreme VS or something. Uh-huh. Or, or Maxi Boost. It was when I was still working with uh, Goomy. You know the the publishers of Brave Frontier. Uh, so the company had the PS4 in there, uh-huh. and it was one of the games. And like we used to play it during breaks, and stuff like that. And uh, initially, I thought it was just like. Hot you know, you you mash buttons and that's it, then you transform. But apparently, there's combos. And I was like, oh wow, you could do actual combos in this game. I thought this was for casuals. But uh, I think the the best thing about it is like, yeah, I mean, it, it you could relive your childhood fantasy of you know making the gun tank destroy uh, the Epion or something, <laughs> 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 or, or or like making uh, the uh, the, the the GMs take on a uh, uh, an, 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 an ashtray. <laughs> oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see what you're talking about. Oh no, not the GMs. The gun cannon. Yeah, take on the ashtray. Uh, it's pretty fun, I would say. Um, gun cannon became a weird favorite for me. Like I don't know. I think I think it was because of Federation versus Young. Because I think you just fire mm-hmm. things forever. <laughs> Unlimited bullets. Yeah, because by the time you're done with the cannon, the you have a beam rifle charge up. Yeah, mm-hmm. or there's one. I think that's a neutral attack. Like, it throws a boulder at you. That was weird. <laughs> that was, that was, but speaking of boulder, I mean, it, if you use those, uh, the I think it was a Sinanju, where mm-hmm. it does a move where it kicks you into a meteor or something. A meteor yeah. just appears out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Or, this is a very good voice, a meteor. Or a dead site that throws a stab, uh, what is this? Ares mobile suit? Towards oh, yeah. you. That's his range attack. <laughs> yeah, so so it, it has the those iconic you know, there are um, anime moments. Yeah, a- anime moments that you can do. Uh, that it's just that it does. It doesn't have to be like replicate the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it's entertaining. If, yeah, it's fun. It's a it's a fighting game with a three D arena. So, and fighting games can kind of do that. They mm-hmm. they just bring out crazy scenes, like how like in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the fighting game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually stop time, and the and the way to respond to that is do the stop time input so that you can yeah. also move. Mm-hmm. So they do that, and I can see why they would do that in Gundam Versus. That's fun. Uh, so Chad, your turn. Yeah, well, if we're gonna talk about Gundams, uh, I think this one uh, particular franchise 
was a good experience for me, especially as enjoying mecha games, and that is Gundam Breaker. Yeah, Which Gundam Breaker? Uh, of course, the entire series, except New Gundam Breaker. We don't okay. count that, boys. <laughs> Folks, we don't it count does, New it, Gundam it Breaker. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. exist. It's a mistake. <laughs> so yeah, I first experienced Gundam Breaker 1 on the Vita before. I think I borrowed it from Alan. Uh, I borrowed this Vita. One of the our usual uh, meetups with our friend's place. And I tried uh, At that time, there's no localized version for Gundam Breaker. Oh, right. So this is in Japanese. Although I enjoyed it, but so far, the way you could play the game, you, um, you can enjoy it even in Japanese. Like It's very much straightforward. Like Every level, just clear out enemies to finish it. Then grab the loot. You can compare the stats. If it's going up, then it's good. Just equip it, and then go on the next mission. Finish that, collect all the parts, upgrade your new uh, mobile suit. And then I played Gundam Breaker 2 on the PS3 and still in, I think, in, in Chinese, and Mandarin. Because there's no localized version well, yet. Okay, honestly, like, localization, like, getting local uh, games out of Japan, uh, even at our much younger age, like, that was not going to happen. Yeah, so, it's a hard one. Yeah, yeah So harder. we just, we just kind of got trained, like, oh, um, these characters probably mean yes. And, oh, yes. the numbers goes up when I equip this gun. That's a good thing. If it's, going, are... if it's green, I mean, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> if it's red, it's bad. We yeah. are visual learners. That's what they're saying here. Um, like, you, you just kind of figure it out, you know? You, yeah. You know. <laughs> or you could, uh, did, at the time, you just go to Google, look for some people doing the translations on the interface. Yeah, which is also kind of hard before because that was like pre-internet era. Yeah. Pre-widespread internet era. Yeah. Nowadays, you could just, you know... Uh, Point your camera phone, use that's Google true. Translate. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what true. I do it. Um, yeah, localization for games was like pretty hard. It's also the reason, like going back to our pirated talker. So one reason why it's hard to get uh, game copies that are legit because it's either you know there's no local distributor or there there's no like local team to localize it. Yeah, that's for, how for I managed to survive in Japanese servers in Final Fantasy fourteen. Like. I just put my camera phone, uh, my smartphone on screen with Google Translate on, and whenever they pop up their message, I could understand what they're they trying to tell me, and then I'll just use the auto translate macros on the game. Ah, so it's okay. easy. Like Top they tip. said, like you need to to tank, so I'll just acknowledge and then I'll do it, and then they'll praise you for actually listening, even then though you're a gaijin. So <laughs> that's something. So yeah, uh, Gundam Breaker, after the first two games, finally on the third game on the PlayStation 4, there's now a localized release for Southeast Asia. So it's actually more of Armored Core in terms of collecting parts, customizing your gunpla, because that's how they model it. Like, in the early games, you have high-grade parts, and then afterwards, you will be getting master-grade parts. And you can see the difference, like higher stats... Your mobile suit will be larger, or bigger, because of course the scaling of HG and MG are different. And you take on missions or uh, quests, oh. finish them, and then collect more, build your dream machine, challenge other, challenge the top, uh, like a ladder system, like in Armored Core, or challenge other players. It was fun, and I think it's more of a you know quick game I could enjoy while. Like, you want to turn off your brain, just enjoy the mayhem, or, you know, just want to collect and design your 
mobile suit because it has some really fun customization options. Like you could paint your mobile suit. You could adjust what kind of uh, finish, paint paint finish you would prefer, like matte finish, semi gloss, chrome, a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. even weathered parts. So I think that's one of the fun aspects for Gundam Breaker, and that's what I'm wishing that they could release a new version, not just with the mobile version. Although Gundam Breaker Mobile was fun, but it doesn't have the same experience that you would see with the console versions. I'm not I'm, I'm not counting new Gundam Breaker. It doesn't exist, folks. <laughs> don't, they don't exist. It's yeah. just terrible. It's right? terrible. It's okay. Uh, for the uninitiated, New Gundam Breaker was a big change from the usual Gundam Breaker games because one, the objective was now more complex as it's more of a MOBA aspect where you have to beat, accomplish point A, like while the enemy team will have to take down your point B. And there are some aspects where collecting parts is a chore because you have to secure your loot in the storage box. Like, there's a chance that enemies can knock you off and you could lose all of your loot or even your parts. I see. Although it's a aspect in Gundam Breaker that you could potentially lose your limb but you could still recover it. But here in New Gundam Breaker that they made it more of a chore that instead of automatically storing in your loot set, you have to secure it. Oh, so you kind of have like to pick it up again. Yeah, have to pick, after you pick it up, you have to put it on a storage box that is scattered randomly or in some strategic, <laughs> strategic places in the map. That's, that's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying because you have to follow the objective. And there's some cases that they might disappear because they're changing the landscape of your map. Like because like for example phase two right in some so in some competitive games right like after moving to phase two the objective would change and they would change the layout mm-hmm. those are some of the problems I encounter that really lessen the fun aspect because if you want to grind just to get some parts you have to endure the combat uh, the gameplay so yeah so although it has a PC version of it people didn't like it so. That was, that's why I'm hoping that they could release a proper follow-up to Gundam Breaker 3. That you could also play it on PC, on the PS4 or PS5. Someday, probably. We'll see. We'll see. Man, speaking of games that uh, I had no idea what was happening, but I loved it. <laughs> uh, this, like, this is the same era as, like, uh, you know, everything is in Japanese. You, and you, nobody ever taught you what Japanese is. You never knew that it was actually a language. You just thought... Oh, it's probably bug. <laughs> uh, anyway, the word, the letters are scrambled. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Did I download the language? <laughs> Is this and, the right game? Anyway, uh, the, the, so he's crying about like having a good Gundam Breaker available out. I'm gonna cry about a good Macross game. <laughs> because it, there's uh, a good Macross game. Yes, it's, yes, game? it's, it's, called, it's on the PS One. It's called VFX Two, and you cannot <laughs> change my mind. It's a great Macross game. <laughs> uh, so okay, so. The the thing with uh, animated uh, animation games or games that were adapted into uh, from an animation is that they generally just go through the story, the big story arcs, the big climaxes, mm-hmm. and you play through them. And that was perfect for my lizard brain. Yeah? So, uh, yeah, Gundam does that, right? Charge Counterattack, Giren's Greed. And stuff. Yeah. And, uh, oh, well, there's also Charge Counterattack on PS1, but 
Uh, I, I can only talk about so many Gundam games. Yeah, we, we <laughs> so, can. It's a very, very long list. So it is a long list. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, I, maybe I'll just list them off in the end. But anyway, so VFX2 is one of the the only, no, the only Macross game where I felt the flight sim was very good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, you're, you're, fight- you're going to be a fighter plane, you're fighting with other planes, and they uh, release an un- unfathomable amount of missiles at you, you dodge it somehow, you do the same thing to them. Mm-hmm. And Essentially classic macros, right? <laughs> yeah, but, and it sounds like classic macros. Like, then why haven't they made new ones? Okay, they have made new ones. It's It was on the PSP. It was by ArtLink, but it is nowhere as refined as VFX2. No, they made a new macros game for mobile. Stop. But, uh, no, was... you're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Stop hurting me. Stop hurting me. <laughs> don't they cross have... Delta like conspiracy. <laughs> wait, right? don't they have the 30th or 20th anniversary before? Like, uh, oh, wait, I think the 30th anniversary featuring the other franchise, like 7 Plus and Frontier. Is it a rhythm game? No, it's a flight sim game. Like, that, whoa. I, whoa I'm, I'm, wasn't it on the PS3 sure. before? Like, Macross 30 something? Show it to me because I've never heard of it. I'm to import, boys. Did it, did it get released beyond Japan? <laughs> no, only in Japan. Ah, oh, no. no. Okay. Anyway, VFX2. Uh, got, so, this is how I learned about Macross for real. I, like, uh, you only get to see, like, a super dimensional something Macross. Yeah, like, yeah. the first the first anime. And the rest of... The rest of the macroses after that, like you, maybe you watched uh, Frontier if you're from here. The rest you kind of have to look for. The rest you kind of mm-hmm. have to look for. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so that's where I learned about the Thunderbolt, the Valkyrie, and the the Storm Vogel, and like everybody knew them by different names. Uh, my favorite units from that game, then the missions were varied. They were so cool. Uh, the, my favorite one was going would have to be the invader because it had the ability to go underwater for some reason. I don't know why it was underwater, but there was an underwater mission. I loved it, and the conic monster, which was oh, a, yeah. the which is a space shuttle. And like, what is this? What? And the conic monster was the reason why I love Garwalk form. Like, it goes into Garwalk form, and I'm like, is that Mech Warrior? <laughs> <laughs> That's Mech Warrior, isn't it? And Okay, and it has like a since it's all in Japanese, I don't know what is going on. And you have to swap special weapons to be able to use a special weapon. As this is there's just one weapon I couldn't use in fighter mode or in battleroid mode. So what what is this? And and then I see the giant cannons come out on Gerwalk form. Like maybe it's this, <laughs> maybe it's this. I'm like uh, and I first press it so it fires. It's the one weapon in the entire game. Where you charge the weapon. So I didn't know what I was doing until like my third playthrough of this game. <laughs> like it's charging. Oh, oh, oh. and you then you have to hold it down. You first? have to hold it down. <laughs> Blew my mind. And uh, after I saw like after I finally saw Cody Foster shoot out those quadra cannons, like I have to know where, where this came from. I have to watch this thing in action. I need to know. And that's kind of that's actually what kinda of started my research on what Macross is. Mm-hmm. so yeah uh, and it, and the thing is uh, it doesn't really tell you anything mm-hmm. like even the mission names don't seem to have anything to do with uh, with the animes because I don't remember any of these titles coming out like Singing in the Rain Die Zobber Float uh, like don't know I don't know but uh, when I saw the animes like 
there's a part where you're be- being gunned down by like a, a million satellites with lasers. Like uh, it's like the it's like a supercut, best cut of each uh, moment of the anime from of several anime's backgrounds. Zero, Macro Seven, all these like I, lo- I love like VFX too. I please 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 somebody make a new Macross game that has like Ace Combat level flight sim. Please, I need this. Probably, I need this. Yeah, they'll probably make one, but it's based on Delta. Stop. <laughs> yeah, Alan. You have, you have no choice. You, you have, have no choice. That yeah. game. I mean, it will have like the Microsoft Flight Sim, you know, feel. And, okay, okay. If, and like the, the combat that you described. Why do you only have like, only like, like 10% of the game is going to be like that. Why you must 90% be is going to be Stop. like, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right, there's, there's, if 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 it's gonna have to be Delta, I will. I'm okay with it if I can choose who the who of the girls I hear all the time. It's if it's gonna be uh, Mikumo and Makina all the time, maybe I'll be okay. Fair. <laughs> I can yeah, can remember there's like a GameCube version for uh, Macross game, but it's uh how do you call this? It was developed loc- uh in America. And it's Whoa. a Robotech game. No, we don't talk about Robotech. <laughs> but it's called... Uh, uh, okay. Battle Cry. Battle Cry. And it's one of mm-hmm. the good Macross games, actually. I remember seeing that on PS3. Uh, a friend showed it to me. And it did look good. I just I just was not able to afford a PS3 back then. No, it, it's oh. for GameCube. It's only was available it? for GameCube. Was it? Yeah. It never reached outside. And people were hoping they would do a remaster for this. Fortunately, they never. Uh, we oh, never man. see the. I light. would be so happy if they like. Okay, you're showing it to me on screen right now, on your phone. I see it, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it's good. The, the gunning. Oh, the gearbox looks good too, and uh, it's like cel shaded, so it's more of cartoony. Oh, okay. And but it's, it, it looks good. To be yeah, honest. it's yeah. focused more on the SDF, uh, the Macross saga. So right, if, if yeah. you know, if the game lets the the gun pod matter. That's mm-hmm. probably a good fight sim. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're if the gun pod doesn't matter, then uh, then there's no there's not much point in flying well. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm hoping they would release this. Someone would take uh, taking charge on remastering it. I would. Or, I, I would really. I'd really like to play that game. I mean, yeah. it's 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 on the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah. No, wait, GameCube is Nintendo, right? Yes. Yes. They could re-release it on the Switch. Probably it's depends the on the pack. license, of course. Yeah. You have to remember that I mean, uh, who... Harmony Gold handled the Robotech franchise. Yeah. yeah. Although there's a good uh, indication that we could see more Macross outside of Japan because of the agreement with Big West, mm-hmm. who's in charge of the Macross IP, and they have an agreement with Harmony Gold, where they can now actually release some of the Macross series out in in US and outside of Japan. Yeah, I would like to see it. If, I would like, yeah. you, you showed me that. It looked like magic, and I, I want to see it. Yeah. If, if anyone from Harmony Gold or whoever owns the IP hears us, just do it. People yeah. will buy it, to be honest. I buy it. Uh, like, you guys, like, I've been telling Chad that, hey, Chad, I, I kind of want to represent my, my love for Macross, and uh, I see these figures, and these figures are exorbitantly priced. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we might see some reissues of certain Macross figures. That's yeah, we do. Like, it's it's gotta be the vacuum, dude. Like if, like if, <laughs> or you know, we could just you know fork out ten grand. No. <laughs> Wait, you 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 want the more affordable ones? I mean, there's always the Delta kits that you can buy. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> 
They're why did, why is it, uh, the, <laughs> did you not like the brownies I fed you a while ago? Did you not like them? Is, is, is there something I am, wrong I am with sugar it? high. <laughs> like, why, why are you hurting me like this? Hey, but you know, like, talking about macros game, would it, uh, would it be nice to have a macros game but kind of employs the mechanics of uh, Star Fox or something? Star they can. It depends on the developer. developer. Fox, uh, about. It's more... Wait, did I say it right? Yeah, Star yeah, Fox. I think it's more tight game, uh, more tight on the space sim approach, more mm-hmm. arcadey. You could do barrel rolls. Yeah, do a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah, this is the fun part with Star Fox games. Like yeah, because it kind Star of fits. I mean, yeah, with, with Star Fox sixty four, you you fly around with a space plane, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could you just have to swap that with a, uh, you know, with 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 the what's 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 the ship's called. Sorry, very tech fighter. Yeah, very yeah. tech uh, fighter, yeah. and that's it. And you and you just like to make it switch modes instead of doing a barrel. You you've been you've been insulting, you've been hurting me with all this Macross Delta talking. You didn't even know what the planes are called. <laughs> I think hey, the- <laughs> sorry, Delta they didn't focus on the planes. Okay, <laughs> I have to admit they didn't focus on the planes. It was it was an idol show. Yeah, it was. It was. It totally, was an idol. The show. closest we could see for a Star Fox game was Starlink. Oh yeah, uh, the, the open world uh, space shooter from Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. If you play the Switch version, you could get to use the R wing as one of your ships, and there are some bo- exclusive missions for for the Switch uh, for the Switch that is catered on the Star Fox lore. So, if you had the chance to get the copy of Starlink, even the package, the 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 what do you, what do you call those uh, DLC uh, game to life packs. game to life products? Oh, okay. Get the R wing. It's a really good novelty collectible. You might find it way cheaper nowadays to get the uh, Starlink. But yeah, hopefully they could launch another follow up for Starlink. It's a it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, was, it was pretty well received, even if like you know there was some skepticism before it came out yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, when it came out, it was it was really okay. People still have their gripes, but you know one of the best ways to like respond to that is you release a new game that fixes all of those. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, yeah. hope, and I'm hoping they could do that for Macross, like kind of kind of, kind of approach. Yeah. Oh, the, once a new Macross game is out, the world will be well again. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wars were, will end. The global economy will be fixed. Just release <laughs> another. Will, there will be no discrimination. There will be, yeah, there will no discrimination. We will all remember we can, love. We can embrace <laughs> new species of aliens. Yeah, the culture. The culture. Yes. That's, yeah. That's what we'll I mean, yeah. Um, aside from other games or I mean, all-time favorites, uh, what are your recent games that you played, like recent, like this year or last year, that are mega games? For mecha, um, okay, this is pretty debatable, but it does have like a lot of mechas into it, like you know, ro- big robots being piloted by human beings. Okay, but. It's not your typical, like, based just on the ones that we previously mentioned, where it's more like action and then shooters and, like, RPG and stuff like that. Okay. It's not that. It does have mecha, and uh, it's called... Uh, it, it's an RTS, real-time strategy, and it's called Iron Harvest. Again, no. pretty debatable, but... Um, and we did say that, you know, the mechs have to play a very general big role in the in the game itself. And mm-hmm. in Iron Harvest, it, it, it has that. 
it's uh you know it's it's very steampunk in, in terms of design so you're getting mm-hmm. steampunk robots steampunk steampunk mechs no lasers just raw bullets and like rockets <laughs> and, and they're shooting steampunk lasers yes no i mean there's no lasers they're just like shooting their like gatling guns and, okay, and rockets okay. at you and uh yeah instead of tanks you get you know those walker type mechs like like similar to uh, like, like the 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 eighty eighties in Starcraft, the, the uh, Warcraft, uh-huh. Star Wars. What is wrong with you? Star Wars. Uh-huh. And uh, you also have like bipeds who also do the same. Like they shoot machine guns at you and 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 and, and do a lot of like cool stuff. Do they also mm. shoot grappling hooks? Uh no, there's there, there are no grappling hooks in there. So okay, but they they, they roll around and stuff. Yes, so yeah, they're 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 walkers. Basically, they they walk around and they shoot bullets, and then they are piloted by people. So is, yeah. is this a game that is actually disguised as Code Geass? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they 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 don't they don't like slide around. They're they're very slow walking <laughs> robots. Actually, because right, in Code Geass, like it sounds like there's no lasers, and they're they're pressurized. They they shoot um. Is, is there guns? I'm not sure if there are guns in Kogis, actually. No, I think they... No, there are, there are. Isn't there... Isn't it a... Is, wasn't the premise that they didn't discover gunpowder or something? No, it's like an alternate modern day world where Britannia was you know, superior or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like but, Britain owned... But they have guns. I remember there's rifles. Yeah, they have like normal guns, but the... But no, it's like they don't really use guns on their mechs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like more melee combat. Wait, they also... I remember they had ballistic they guns. They, they had maybe I like... Haven't, I haven't ver- really uh, Vulcans. Maybe they had Vulcans. Yeah, Vulcans. Yeah, Vulcans, but... Like, I think... Okay, I have I, to confess... For I didn't Britannia, really... I think it's more on energy-based weapons. Yeah, 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 Was it? Okay. But like, for example, the resistance for the 11s, I remember they had uh, ballistic weapons. Yeah, there you go. Because like the Britan- the, the Britannia mechs are supposed to be like more well built and durable. Really? Also, I have to admit, I haven't really finished uh, Code Geass. What? Because I, w- I got annoyed. <laughs> what? What? Honestly, I got annoyed. Not All only right. did they change out the opening song like after episode seven. You can skip it. Which is, but I don't. <laughs> you can but, skip but, but it. That's that's one. The second thing is like you can't present your character, your main character, your OP. Uh-huh. As this guy who beats even the kings at chess. Okay. And then uh, fail to take in account the only variable that keeps on ruining his plans for some goddamn reason. Like, for some reason, Lelouch keeps on forgetting about Suzaku every time he does his planning <laughs> for 11. It's stupid. <laughs> like, what? How? Uh, I, but but yeah, I wasn't okay. Right maybe it. maybe the story hasn't like aged very well. <laughs> it does, but, yeah. But uh, I still recommend watching it. I still recommend. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna finish it one of these days. I just I was just not get. I have not gotten over that fact. Like <laughs> I I I uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say that Clamp has had a hard time coming up with a something as big as Code Geass after they finished that they even just released a new movie for it or something yeah they, they yeah. released the you know nah, uh, we can't spoil much of the movie because of course but the, the whole trilogy is out right yeah the, there's yeah. the recap and then there's the movie after the that sequ- the yeah. actual sequel, sequel to the second then, season like, the, 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 the last or the, the next I mean it, okay yeah. uh, I don't think it, it's kind of self-contained so yeah. if you don't watch it it's fine yeah there's also the spin-off like the Agito the Exiled right 
Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that was like no, it wasn't. Spin-off. It was more of a filler arc between yeah season one and season two. In uh-huh. between, yeah, in between. So, but but it kind of focused on another <laughs> character, uh, Agito, of course. And but yeah, I might finish Code Geass one of these days. Wait, speaking of which, did it have a spin-off game? Spin- I can't remember no. any. Code uh, I can't game. remember, but probably it's a Japan exclusive. So yeah, well, yeah, game. yeah. Again, under, like, I think it's mixed with a uh, light novel approach. Mm-hmm. And some, I guess, action something. But yeah, it's probably in, within Japan only. Uh, Pain. <laughs> Pain, sir. Wait, going back. Oh, yeah, so yeah, Iron Harvest, again, it's pretty. You guys debate about it if it counts as a mecha <laughs> game or not, but it does have mecha. Mecha plays a, a huge part in the game, uh, and they fit the criteria, but it's an RTS. And yeah, it's cool because it's steampunk, but with robots. So, okay. you know, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. So, how about you guys? Most, like, recent mecha games that you've came to love? Chad? Yeah, Chad. Well, uh, I think I have one that's not so recent, but something that I enjoyed playing when, like, probably the last gen or current gen. And that's Xenoblade Chronicles X, or Cross, or whatever they're called. Okay. It's a Wii U exclusive game. Of course, from Monolith Soft, and that's the second actually that's the actual second Xenoblade game, and it's away from the formula from the usual Xenoblade because if you've seen Xenoblade Chronicles one and two, you can see that like the recurring tropes. This one still maintains some aspects like the gameplay, uh, the battle system, but this uh, this one is more focused on exploration, and it's not. A hybrid of a fantasy uh, sci-fi it's purely sci-fi now <clears throat> so yeah it's the typical xenoblade experience but more of a exploration open world thingy where you have to go in other continents explore progress your quest through uh quest markers so it's like imagine like wow but offline mm-hmm. and in this part after you played like 50 plus hours or 60 you could actually pilot your own mechs. Oh, okay. And the fun part where you, if you played Xeno, Xeno Gears before or maybe Xeno Zaga, it's like something that you missed on Xeno, in the Xeno franchise. And yeah, it has fuel, so you need to refuel once in a while when you do uh, your quest. And you could upgrade your parts, upgrade your frame, and you could also carry super awesome super weapons like Carrying like a large missile silo or a large punk, uh, pile, uh, pile driver as your super finishers or something. So it's pretty awesome. And you could do like uh, a trans am mode where like it's called overdrive. Like you could execute infinite combos to clear oh. out like the world boss in oh. the game. So it's fun. And you can fly after upgrading your... Uh, they called it scales. Uh-huh. In, in the U.S. version, but originally it's called dolls in Japan, so I guess uh, localization reason, so it makes sense. And the fun part, when you explore in areas, you could transform your skills into vehicles. Oh, okay. Like like robots. Yeah, like transformers, like or you know usual transforming machines, like they could transform into a race car or a truck. Okay. And then traverse, or if you want, you just fly away. And it'll kick in a, a unique uh, BGM or music 
that is exclusive when you're flying and with the lyrics like in uh, Hiroyuki Sawano version <laughs> oh okay so it adds some you know okay. some yeah. intensity you went to that bad <clears throat> bass drop yeah yeah it kind of sounds like FF9 and sort of MMOE yeah like the way they do it is since the setting of the game is it's like Macross because we're one of the surviving what do you call this uh like there's starships Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to migrate because the earth was dis- destroyed or something, so you're finding a new place for your home. Eventually, you crash landed into this uh, uh, random planet and you have to survive, so you need to upgrade your city and then take on missions to explore the world. You have to play some nodes or maybe uh, mining silos to mm-hmm. get gather resource or earn points to upgrade something. Yeah, uh, you know, typical. RPG, uh, JRPG stuff for upgrading, you know, or maybe, uh, what do you call this? Base building aspects. Okay. So, yeah. So, those were the fun parts. The drawback for Xenoblade X is the story isn't that compelling as you would usually see in Xenoblade games. There's a story, there's a good plot, but it's not that memorable as compared with Xenoblade 2. Like, for example, with Rex and Pyra. Mm-hmm. And then, even with Shulk, or Ryan time <laughs> with Ryan for uh, Xenoblade 1 so yeah so those like the sacrifice they made to create a really fun game open world game that you could explore do random stuff beat up some of the top monsters because that's a problem with Xenoblade games like in some areas even like in low B areas like level 1 or level uh-huh. 5 you would encounter level 50 monsters just roaming <laughs> there and you know it's level 50 because it's enormous. Ginormous. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a very... <laughs> they designed it that way to like, prevent the... Like, does it have auto battle? No, you know, it doesn't have an auto battle. But it's like the usual turn-based system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, uh, you will know it's a, Xeno, it's a Xenoblade game based on its game uh, combat system. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. Like, there's like a hot bar or something. Like, you do choose to what? execute moves. Okay. Because uh, what they would do in some RPGs, especially, uh, I think it's Tales of Destiny. Tales of Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you can do is you set the game to auto battle, and you just get your controller to with a piece of rubber band. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you just get to run it in circles, do random encounters, and then that you go to sleep, and tomorrow you, you've leveled up a lot. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the things they did. Mm-hmm. And to counter that, uh, the, the developers put in what we call Barbatos. Yes. <laughs> Where if they detect that you go through like uh, you've gone through like ten battles in a row, and it's auto battle, he'll appear, and he'll destroy your party. <laughs> okay. So and it's actually easy to escape from him, but you have to be there. <laughs> you have to be. Yeah, you have to be awake and active. So yeah, it's like the same aspect for, uh, for Xenoblade games. So I'm guessing it's something like that. But since it's turn based, they maybe they just put it there to keep your your mind alert and you don't go yeah too brain dead. Yep. I think that's... Yeah. Although it's kind of a uh, no-brainer now. See if it's like a high level because you can see the level... Like it's written mm-hmm. in the top of the Yeah, top of the head. head. And then you know it's a high-level monster because it's really enormous. I know. The, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a typical big, <laughs> Japanese game. Uh, uh, the bigger I guess the monster, was, the bigger the level. I guess I wasn't very smart enough at 14 then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a starter area. I can kill anything. Oh, this thing is, this thing is huge. Maybe. Why am I dead? <laughs> Maybe it, it one shot me. <laughs> Why did it happen? Why is it level ten? I'm level one. What's what's going on? 
It was actually level mm-hmm. fifty until when, uh, but it wasn't checking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, Sinnoh Blade X and then the most recent game is uh Demon X Machina. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, more yeah, of yeah, a yeah, yeah. spiritual successor for Armored Core because some of the key developers and designer were involved, like uh what do you call this? Uh Koji Kawamori was involved for the designs. It is a cool game. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, one of the more ridiculous things I remember in Demon X Machina is you, you fight, a, like, a giant scorpion or something. Yeah. And it has, like, a beam cannon on a tail. And it's, like, Zoids? Or... Yeah, something like Zoids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And uh, one of the funniest, funner things you can do in mecha games is break parts, right? Mm-hmm. So, for the scorpion, it's possible for you to break off the tail cannon. Okay. And uh, this is where you go into super robot region because for some reason you can interact with that cannon and use it <laughs> and, and use, use it. it. Oh, yeah, like it becomes a mega buster. <laughs> That's actually a very nice it's, mechanic. Yeah, like um, the logic in my head is there's no way you should be able to carry this. But also, no, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, Demon X Machina is pretty much the very anime armored core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of how the or the direction for the game is. Yeah, it's familiar. Like you could see the aspects of upgrading, focusing on some certain limbs for up uh, to improve your machine, and even customizing. Like add decals, color it in any color you want, uh, change your appearance, even with your pilot, like augmentations to improve your abilities, like improve lock-on system, faster movement. Yeah. I'll stop. And then the colorful characters, like the other pilots you would encounter in missions. Yeah, actually. It's the, they're fun. very memorable. Yeah. And of course, in a very anime, Japanese anime format that, you know, uh, polarizing characters, uh, even with the voice actors and the plot, like it's very straightforward. You know, there's a big conflict, some big uh, organization, and then some of the mercenaries with cool characters. Oh, this must be the antagonist. <laughs> those kind of tropes so it's very familiar if you played Armored Core before and it's available on PC for member Steam and on the Nintendo Switch yeah and I think the fun part is you could cross save your progression so what? oh I didn't know that <laughs> I think it added the update like recently after they launched the PC version so if you have both copies you could now transfer your progression at any time so if you're going for playing on the go, you could play on the Switch. Or if you want to play it on your PC because, you know, high frame rate or something, you can do yeah, that. The reason why <laughs> I didn't enjoy it too much on the Switch was because uh, I didn't have a controller back then. And carrying a Switch for a while and doing that oh, yeah. kind of complex controls on the day, on Demon X Machina is like, yeah. this is uh, <laughs> it's starting to hurt my hands. That's <laughs> why Hori launched the Split Pad Pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, I haven't actually finished the game, but I did enjoy the time I was playing it. Uh, it felt very old school armored core, but at the same time uh, updated so that it feels good to play on uh, current gen, right? But when there's other games that I would mention, but uh, well, first of all, I already talked about Thirteen Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Play it, play it. I don't want if, if you're listening, play it. If you haven't played it, uh, I, I, I can't really. Yeah, I've already reviewed it, so I'm not gonna. Explain it too much. Yeah. Then the other one was uh, Titanfall 2. Right. Titanfall 2, oh. 
I think you mean the fun Apex Legends game? Oh, the no. better Apex Legends. Apex is fun. You guys just start shit at aiming. <laughs> you just the better Apex Legends. <laughs> Apex Legends with mechs. That's the fun game. <laughs> okay, I played Titanfall 2 multiplayer. Like legit, it is fun. Only uh, there are just balance issues with certain guns. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's an auto aim pistol there, by the way. Yeah, the smart, wow, okay. the, the smart, AI, pi- yeah, smart, smart pistol, pistol. Mm. smart pistol, and uh, like it, the focus on movement is where it's really at. And I think the there's just so many things that kind of uh, play with interesting ideas, but at the same time break balance so badly. Like for example, uh, you'd think that illusions is something that's easy to deal with, but it's an FPS. It's not. It's not. All right. And anyway. So, Titanfall 2, incredible, incredible campaign. And I think everybody already knows that. So, I'm going to talk about something else. So, uh, have you ever played a 2D-style mecha game on the SNES? Anybody yeah. remember? All right. So, uh, like, what, what was it like? Was, uh, what, what title was that? Um, I think there's a front mission gun hazard game. That's a side-scroller. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. I forgot, like, the... Lena something? All right. So... Uh, confession: I've never owned it. I never played on an SNS. Like maybe I played um, Ghost Fighter, mm-hmm. and that was in the that was in the toy store, right? I just <laughs> played Super Mario on the yeah. SNS. But uh, this game I'm about to talk about feels a lot like it's an SNS game, and that's called Hardcore Mecha. Oh yeah, uh, Hardcore Mecha is obviously uh, the the cr- creators behind it are obviously fans of the genre because uh, of all it has so many things going on. Yeah, so it's a. I don't know about its multiplayer. I don't think 2D multiplayer is gonna work very well. Mm-hmm. But for a 2D mecha game, the controls are quite complex. It took okay. me a while to get. Yeah, it took me a while to get used to it. Like there's a boost, there's block, there's weapon A, B, swap weapon, uh, fly this way, that way. Like it, it gets pretty complex. It gets easy to get hit, and but once you get used to it, like it feels really good to pilot the mech. And I had my doubts because like. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed mech in the 3D arena style. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to translate that in 2D when there's the orientation issue? And normally, I'm used to having lock-on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I started playing the campaign, and first, the first two was, hey, is is this um what's that game that was basically also a 2D MMO? Uh, Maple Story, something like Maple Story, but more mm-hmm. anime. Grand Chase? Grand Chase. Grand Chase. Yeah, Grand Chase. It felt very Grand Chasey. So, okay, where's where is the where's the cool part? When when does the cool part stuff happen? And then there's suddenly you're fighting a a rival mech. Oh, this is cool. That's not that's not bad. That's not bad. And obviously, I'm gonna fight him again later. And then mm-hmm. there's a suddenly there's a Metal Gear section where I sneak into a base. I'm not. I'm a pilot. The 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 fact that I'm just using a pilot is suddenly into play. Oh, I get to disembark from the robot. Oh, and and then the and then it gets spotted. There's an escape. Uh, there's a, there's an escape uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not even it's not even a, a quick time event. Like you really have to run. And as you run through past a building, like uh, a robot's eyes looks at you from the window. Hey, this is so anime. Oh my goodness, let's go, let's go. And uh, it doesn't stop there. It goes through... It feels like I was playing through the story-ish of Gundam Seed, the first season, you know, where the story's decent. <laughs> yeah. It feels like Be- I'm before playing... Before it became, like, yeah. fan service galore. 
Yeah, so it feels like it was playing through the story Gundam Seed, but they wrote it in their own way. And it doesn't stop at just having 2D-style action. It has all these weird um, tropes. Like, it had a section that was kind of like Gradius. It had a section that was uh, kind of like Trench Warfare. Mm-hmm. So it has very slow, very tactical sections. Very, It has very fast sections. There's a there's a one in one arena style. It has it's like a love letter to like to the mecha genre, mm-hmm. and there's there's even a meteor pack section. Like, okay. Like they and it, that's just for one thing. Like they did all this work so I could just have fun pressing buttons, uh, and like as I said before, I'm not sure about the multiplayer, but the campaign. Worth it, one hundred percent worth it. I had, I, not, I haven't uh, fallen in love with a campaign since Titanfall two or uh, Zone of the Unders two. Like, yeah. I really recommend that if you guys want to like, re- like uh, I don't know, visit your childhood again, maybe. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember trying Hardcore Mecha in Tokyo Game Show like a few years a few years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think they're in the indie area. Mm. I remember. The, I think they are Indonesians or Malaysians. Like, they're purely Southeast Asian developers. And after trying it, like, their early, their early build, because I think they haven't announced their proper release date at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was really a surprise and amazed with the gameplay. Like, it's a reminiscence to classic side-scrollers, but they still had this flair of being a modern game or, you know, it's a love letter for mecha games. And I was rooting for them at that time. And luckily, I managed to get both copies for... The PC on Steam and on Nintendo Switch, because I remember there's like a special package or a DLC for mm-hmm. I think, uh, not sure if it's Gurren Lagann, uh, special skins, but oh, there's, like a, there's like a related, I think they have the related Super Robot themed uh, skins that they announced as a DLC, mm-hmm. and I think at that time they was on sale, so I managed to purchase it, so it was like a good time for me to actually get the game, and. I think that's what I really enjoyed with this this one. Yeah, I think you can finish this in one sitting, like maybe six hours at most. Yeah, and I think there's also like a PvP aspect. Like there is. I remember playing it uh, on Tokyo Game Show as well with other journalists, and then we just enjoyed like the mayhem because it's side scrolling, and you know, uh, it's just more on your usual deathmatch experience and uh, your usual shooters, but in a side scroll aspect. I think the one of the most attractive, yeah, the most attractive part about Hardcore Mecha is how tight the controls feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that Des- one too. Despite it being a two D thing, I was I had my doubts that oh, it's gonna be this snappy thing. Yeah, uh, but no. Uh, Especially with the aiming, right? The aim, yeah. It, it takes a while to get used to it, but once you get used to it, once you figure out how you can fly and aim at the same time, like, uh, yeah, this this game just it it just feels natural. Yeah. So I guess that's our current game lineups. But of course, before we end the program, I think we need to share some of our anticipated games or any games that we haven't purchased because maybe it's on our wish list or maybe it's still being planned to release later this year or maybe next year. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll go first. Um, uh, Chad showed me Battlecry, Macross Battlecry. I, I'm not going to say I am expecting it to be released, but please... Please, somebody, release yeah, this game. This, this, I, I, this is a wish list. So, how yeah. about any confirmed games? Confirmed games. Um, there's uh, not a lot. Uh, how about you, Lewis? We got, got any, any, any uh, no, I, I mean, you know, uh, 
I <laughs> the guy we has not played a lot of man games in this in this trio right here. But uh, in terms of confirmed games, I don't have I kind of have nothing. But I do would want to play, you know, Zone of the Enders and some Armored Core. Maybe, you know, within this year or sometime soon. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. I do have like a PS3 lying around at home. So if I do find game copies, I, I could get a hold of some of them. So. I, I I just might play, and uh, if ever they're going to be available to Switch or in, to like the PlayStation Store to some sort of uh, promotion, hopefully, you know maybe the 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 publishers and developers who have the IP finally decide to you know what the world has to enjoy these games again. <laughs> Let's re-release them. That'd be nice. But yeah, that's it uh, for upcoming games. I can't think of anything right now so far. Like, for me, like uh, if uh, I think didn't Square Enix recently announce a remaster or a remake of? Uh, oh yeah, 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 did it, did it, Front Mission One, and then they also yeah, yeah. teased for Front Mission Two. So, oh yeah, they did, they did. Um, so yeah, that's okay. That's it for for confirmed stuff. The Front Mission One remake because, you know, um, to to be honest, the original Front Mission don't don't look like they age well <laughs> because it's very like PlayStation One. I mean, I mean the sprite versions maybe. Yeah, yeah, they, they they're kind of okay, but it's still, uh, I guess, just for me, it's still very nice to see you know your the games that you love from before, uh, getting new life through like updated graphics and, and stuff like that. I mean, the for example, you know, the latest Chrono Cross, uh, remaster, which is uh, pretty it's it's pretty well received to be honest. Was it? I heard uh, that it was kind of buggy. Yeah, uh, the PC version had issues and. Uh, the frame rate because they just emulate the actual game. Oh, uh, of course, man. The, that is the worst. That's like how we did the trigger. <laughs> yeah, trigger. Uh, with trigger because they try to use the mobile version, which is yeah, the yeah, most yeah. faulty Stupid. one. Stupid. Like the, I remember, uh, Capcom did the same thing. Like uh, like Mega Man X Collection, I think. Oh. On okay. I believe the PS3, where it was obvious that they were emulating a PS1. So mm-hmm. the controls were laggy, and it's an action game, right? So yeah, ah, I no. mean, uh, remembering like even the older Me- uh, Mega Man slash Rockman games, uh, you have to be precise with your jumps, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's yep. tight, so tight. So, so like, if you're if you're remastering game, please please don't make a platform where you, uh, you make a virtual machine <laughs> and, and you play the <laughs> yeah. game there. But you know it's it, it's square and uh, so far they haven't missed with you know their the current remakes and remasters. Yeah, they tried with Legend of Mana and it was so far one of the good uh, yeah, remasters. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So you know, big trust of them and uh, yeah, looking forward to Front Mission remake. Uh, how about you, Chad? So far, there are a lot of upcoming games. I think for the Gundam series, we will be getting. Uh, battle operations for the yeah, PC. Yeah, yeah. The, the Overwatch, but the, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, those battle operations. The the more the, I guess a bit technical, uh, third person Gundam game. It's out on the consoles for free because it's a MMO, uh, what do you call this MMO shooter. Yeah, and I think they also had with Code Fairy like more of a single player variant of it, which it's sorely needed. It, uh, I, that game felt good playing Code Fairy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then. They're launching it on the PC, so we're expecting like a close beta. Uh, I think they already launched the close beta network test, like the first part, early this April, and then I think a lot of players were trying to access, so they had to reschedule. 
So hopefully we can see more. And then another one yeah. is actually there are a lot of Gundam games being released for the PC for the first time. There's one like the SD Gundam thingy that's also announced for the Switch. Is that a Super Robot Wars thing? No, 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 not no, a Super no, Robot. No. It's like an uh, it's like an SD, I guess, sort of Gundam Breaker type of action. Oh, game. okay, oh. okay, that but should be fun. Not sure if with the uh, upgrading aspect, but it's more of a action game like uh, mission based with okay. um, with your own team. So let's hope for it later this year. They said it's 2022. And then oh. finally, we have yeah, Gundam Evolution, which is the Gundam Overwatch Watch. Gundam. Oh, there you go. That's, that's what I was thinking about. And so Gundam far, Watch. we've seen some footage of the network test. And it looks good. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. good. Um, let's see for the actual release, like, you know, uh, open beta in the future. But they're expecting later this year for a release. Yeah, PC, PS5, not sure with the Xbox, but yeah. It's a multi-platform. I'm not sure if it's going to be a cross-save. Uh, probably cross-play. not. Or like cross-play. if it's on PS5, PS5 is not probably going to be like, you know, uh, quarantined. Yeah, unless it's only for the P- PlayStation and PC, so there's a chance. Oh, okay. Or Xbox and PC, yeah. which is kind of a given. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. But yeah. if a game comes out on the Xbox, it kind of automatically goes out on the PC and vice versa. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and then I think one more that's not a Gundam game is Mass Builder. Which is a indie game that's already on early access, but I think they're already on the verge of completing a full release very soon because they are now planning for the version 0.9 update. And it's Man, like... That's been in the works for so long. Yeah, and of course it's well, it's given because it's an indie, indie game. Oh, okay. At least on the fun part that they give constant updates and additions. And they're actually listening to the feedback of the players in the community. So that's, that's a good thing. And right. for people who are not aware about Mass Builder, it's a yeah a mecha game that is same with more Armored Core, but more arcadey. And the big biggest highlight here is the customization for your mech. Like yeah, with Armored Core you could choose different kinds of parts. This one you could change the cosmetics of your parts by adjusting the parameters like colors, the placements, the details, a lot of stuff. So you could create your own Gundam here based on an actual Gundam design or create your own uh, very original design. So let's hope for this year or maybe next year for the full release. And yeah, it's a promising game. Yeah, it does look so good. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh yeah. It looks a lot better than the last time I saw it. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Okay. Right, that's it. I, I, Gundam Watch, I, I, when I was looking at it, like I normally like uh, the mecha games to feel heavier so seeing that they were moving kind of freely as if it's uh, as if it's Overwatch I was like mm, I'm not sure about this uh, but maybe when I actually play it I might enjoy it yeah. I don't know we'll see Gundam, although if you're looking for a really heavy experience or maybe something that's realistic like, I guess you could try out uh, Battletech or Mech Warrior. they have the online oh. the free to play MMO version and the retail version because the scale of the experience is a lot different from your usual mecha games because mech wars more on the technical aspects. Like you have to consider the overheating aspect of your weapons. You can't spam on your energy or your beam-based weapons because it can't overheat, and you could disable your weapon system. Oh. Mm-hmm. You could target some parts from your enemy, like to disable them, or like for example, hit target their legs to topple them down, make them disable. And timing with your jumps, like for example, 
doing your booster jump, you have to time it. So the way you land will be like, for example, you do a sneak attack. It's a good opportunity. And you could die really easily if you don't, are not aware with the, with the, with the, with the fundamentals. Kind of. Yeah, it sounds like a more complex battle operation. Yeah. It's, it's how you would actually pilot a mech. Yeah, like as if you're a tank team, like World of Tanks or something. Yeah, and like you have to consider like the trajectory from your rockets. Like some rocket uh, attacks have no lock-on function, so you have to determine yeah. the impact and your trajectory. The flight time. Yep, the angle, like the wind, yeah. something. And it's really slow paced, like a scrolling scale, like 30 minutes or more because... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe 15 minutes, but the experience is much slower from your usual action-based games mm-hmm. because of the, technolo- the technica- technicalities. Okay. Yeah, it does sound like World, World of Tanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I know some people who are actually playing it and enjoying the, the kind of uh, pacing. It's very grounded. Yeah, it's very grounded. So I might. I if you play a heavy-duty mech, you would, you would notice the difference in controlling it mm-hmm. it moves slower but it can packs a lot of punch as right. compared with like base that you are more mobile but okay I, I've I, I played um, a MechWarrior in PS1 so does it have like Fire Moth and Storm yeah. Owl yeah it's... even like Dire Wolf uh, what, is, what else uh, they have like they have all the uh, the signature mechs if I remember oh okay because I I was uh, I think I tried Fire Moth a lot because it runs around really quickly yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think the signature Dire Wolf is also their poster child if I'm not mistaken Dire Wolf is the reverse joint one right with yeah. the missile packs on the shoulders yep uh, yeah that one has, yeah PS1 signature right there <laughs> so yeah so if you're looking for a much technical mecha game I guess Mech Warriors or Battletech is your thing so yeah, so that's it for our program that's all about mecha games. And finally, we managed to talk about mecha games. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just reviewed it. Hey, have we actually talked about this? We just, we're just, you're just so convinced that we already have. And we started checking the record. We actually haven't. Yeah, we actually haven't. <laughs> like for several episodes on our live stream version, we forgot that we didn't do a recording, <laughs> for, recording for Mecha games. Games. We might do more stuff for Mecha, though. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. In the future episodes. Yeah, we, I mean, we haven't even talked about Gundam. <laughs> oh, yeah. We not talked the about Gun- Gunpla, but not totally mm-hmm. in-depth about Gundam. And there's a lot to talk about oh, yeah. Gundam. Yeah. All right. So, guys, thanks for watching. We appreciate that you joined this year in our talk. Hopefully, you will see you again in other episodes, which will be here on Spotify. Chad, take it away. Yeah, so for more of gaming goodness straight from the avid gamers, head on to RaymarufaS.com. And you can also catch us on the Facebook page. Page. Facebook page. page and <laughs> other social media channels like Instagram, Twitter, and also we have a YouTube channel. And stay tuned for our future plans on the podcast as we'll be doing the live version very soon. So catch with us. Uh, you could interact with us. You could do some reactions, ask questions. Yes, I can finally convince these guys to and you could, anime. Yeah, you could see us in raw, unfiltered mayhem. <laughs> that is? Okay. <laughs> That's the plan. So yeah, and also we'll be continuing with our Spotify episodes and every week. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Of course, this is Chad, along with my fellow Mecha pilots, Luis and Alan. Right, bye. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time, folks. Stay clean, stay safe. Adios.